right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our Bible study this wonderful evening. Hope and pray everybody's doing well. Amen. Here in internet land, uh, we uh, hope and pray your family's doing good. We uh, continue to hit our Bible studies and uh, love the Word of God, which is, uh, again, a blessing. It's a blessed night on this wonderful summer evening to come and hear the Word of God tonight. We hope, pray, again, that you continue to study the, sh the Word of God, shows, uh, to learn of God. The Bible says to show yourself a food. Again, and it's really your food. It's your spiritual food. It's your your strength and your nourishment to continue to go on daily for the kingdom of God, to be the strongest uh, Christian you can be and continue to just it draws a closer relationship with the Lord and a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. And it calls us to listen and understand the Spirit of God as well. So we encourage you to read your Bibles daily. Read something out of it. Read a chapter or two out of it daily if, if possible. And truly, it will help you in your Christian race. Uh, we want to uh, continue to remind you, again, just a few announcements before we get really going here, uh, of our fellowship meeting, our fellowship meeting, August the 13th. We have a pre Friday night, that's a Saturday. So the, on the, at one o'clock we schedule for now. Stay tuned uh, if, if something changes. But one o'clock, we I believe we have it, and uh, also a in gathering fellowship the night before at the church. We'll be having food and refreshments and just like, having a good time the night before. So make plans going out and be with us those two days. Uh, again, uh, especially for the service, we look forward to seeing you there, 334 Asheville Street. All right, we we continue our series. Uh, we started last week about the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man. This is going to be part two to this lesson. Uh, the whole duty of man, and we we come off of the springboard of uh, of uh, uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter, uh, I believe it was twelve. Ecclesiastes twelve. Maybe she can pull it up for me real quickly. Ecclesiastes twelve, uh, and we'll go from there. I don't know if I'm coming through on the microphone or not, but uh, we'll see if it's working tonight. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But uh, let's look at this. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, uh, 13 and 14. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. The Bible says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This, For this is the whole duty of man. That's really where the title comes from. Let's read it again. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Verse 14. And God shall bring every work into judgment, he says, and every secret thing, whether it be good or evil. So King Solomon here wrote to the church, really to all of us, really, I say the church, but it's to uh, the reader, uh, again, how that we are to remember this. At the end, sum it all up at the end of your life, at the end of the day, we must keep the commandments of God. Uh, let me know if it's working, sound coming through. Very good, very good. All right. So we want to, uh, last week we cut about the conclusion, which is the end of our lives. Again, when it had to stand before God, and then we also covered fear. Fear, fear of God, again, a reverence for God. We should, God doesn't want us to walk around afraid of him, scared of him in, in that form or fashion, but a reverence and a, uh, to where you want to live him and serve him and obey him. And so um, that's where that fear factor comes in. At. And so the next part we're going to cover tonight is to keep his commandments. His commandments, his commandments. Again, the word of God. Many times we think about the commandments of God, your mind immediately goes to the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not bear false witness, adultery, and all these different things that he talked about still. Uh, again, uh, worship uh, idols, on and on and on. You can read about that in Exodus 20. But again, um, you think about it, but those commandments in the Old Testament that God, Moses had uh, received from God, they were there to uh, keep the people in check and try to 
point them or, or guide them. It was called a schoolmaster. You go back and read it. They, they said it was a schoolmaster in those days. In other words, it was a bunch of rules and do's and don'ts. But the difference was it was not down in the heart. And that's the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. That's the reason why Jesus had to come. The living word, he is the word. He is the true commandments built in one. And when he comes in, naturally those commandments uh, that are written and those commandments that uh, God intended for man to live by will uh, come natural through the blood of Jesus Christ and through through his, uh, his Holy Spirit. And so... Um, if you look at this, the Ten Commandment laws was something that didn't penetrate the heart. And so I want to look at, uh, give you an example of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19. 1 Corinthians 7, 19. Uh, one of the commandments was circumcision. They thought that they were holy because they got circumcised. The men, uh, the Jewish men, uh, the Israelites, they, they thought that they were mightier and, and, and greater than other people because they were circumcised. This is what it says here in Corinthians. The Bible says circumcision is nothing. <laughs> The Bible says circumcision is nothing. 1 Corinthians 7, 19. First, uh, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. Uh, he says, but the, the keeping of the commandments of God. But the keeping of the commandments of God. So you think about it. He says, these things don't matter, but the things in which matter is the keeping of the commandments. Are you have problems over there? You good? Yes. It's, I got... Um... First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1-7-19. Alright, now I'll bring it back up so you can see it. 7-19. Alright, while she works on that, it's, um, I wanted to show you that again about circumcision. Chapter 7, verse 19. The Bible says circumcision is nothing. So in other words, they were trying to do the outward. They were trying to keep something that really didn't penetrate the heart. It was an outward show. It was something that 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 uh, again looked, you know, uh, naturally uh, uh, before men seemed okay. He says, but uh, it, it really was nothing. Uh, even being uncircumcised, uh, uh, again, it is really not what God is after. And the Bible talks about. He says, but the keeping of the commandments of God is key. The keeping of the commandments of God is key. All right. So you got to pull it up yes. so that people can see it. All right. All right. So there it is. First Corinthians 7, 19. All right. We're going to jump now. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Uh, let's look at this. The Bible says that uh, when Jesus began to deal with the Pharisees and just did teachings and various things, the Bible says, he says, Master, which of the great commandments of law? And so uh, they were asking, which is the greatest of them all? So we're talking about keeping God's commandments. And so naturally, they wanted to try to trick Jesus and trap Jesus in these things. The Bible says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So really, he said, these are really some of the greatest commandments. Love the Lord, serve God, live for God. Where is your love for God? Your love and your appetite for God. He says, love the Lord with all your heart, not partially, not uh, uh, some of the times or when I feel like it or when I'm going through things. No, no, no. When things are going good for me, no, we got to love the Lord at all times. The Bible says, with all of our heart. God wants 100% of us. He wants 100% of our life. Again, and so we can't be 50% Christians, 10% Christians, or 90% Christians. How can I be a 90% Christian by leaving that 10% off and paying your tithe? Again, so include your tithe in there. Uh, be be full Christian in all aspects. Uh, what my pastor is saying, he said, when you get saved, my wallet got saved along with it. So when you get saved, your wallet gets saved too. So, so can you support the church, support the work of the Lord? 
And the Bible says here today, so love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. All your mind. They part of your mind is even doubts. Doubts about God. Wondering if even God is real. It even crosses your mind. Serving God for over almost 30 years now. Uh, coming up on 30 years soon. And you think about that. Uh, it's still, it's still. There are doubts in your mind sometimes. But we have to continue to push that part of your mind out. Get that out of your mind quickly and serve the Lord with all of your mind by faith. Walking by faith, not by sight. Number 38, Jesus said in verse 38, I'm going to lead you to it. The Bible says this is the first and great commandment. That's the first and great commandment. The Bible says then the second commandment is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We're talking about the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man. So to love the neighbor as yourself. Uh, you don't find too many people that hate themselves. If they hate themselves, really, uh, again, they have to really have a heart change. They really have a heart problem in it. Uh, again, the enemy has lied to them to hate themselves. They even take their own life. Tonight, if you consider taking your life, my friend, it's a lie of the devil. Do not. God says live. You should live and not die. Live tonight. Come to Christ tonight. Perhaps you're watching this video tonight and going through things. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're not good. You're not worth it. Life is not worth it. It is worth living for. And so the Bible says here today to love thyself. Love thyself and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. And so naturally you wouldn't want to do any self-inflicting wounds to yourself. And why would you want to do it to someone else? Why would you want to do it to someone else? As a believer in Christ, really these, the love, the power of love, the power of love is really the first and greatest of all commandments. One of the greatest commandments, he says, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You see that in verse 40. On these two commandments, these two commandments, what? To love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and also to love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two of the greatest commandments. So back to what we're talking about, uh, Solomon said in our, in our main text, it says, uh, to fear God and keep his commandments. Really, if you can get these two down packed, hey, everything else will fall into place. Because if you love your neighbor, you will not kill. You, if you love your neighbor, you will not want to steal from your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you will not want to commit adultery with your neighbor's wife. You will not want to covet your neighbor's possessions. You will not want to uh, backbite and steal. It will be a happy, happy world if men and women would love their neighbor as their self. So we look at that. These are the two greatest commandments. And when you love God and you begin to love people, love and care for souls. And so even in that, if you want to fulfill God's commandments, love people. Love the lost. Love the lost. Love and see the condition of our world that's in pain and in sorrow, that is hurting. We need to love the lost today. Let's go to Matthew 19. We're talking about the commandments of God, the commandments of God. And so the Bible says in 1916, Matthew 19:16, the Bible says, Behold, one cometh, and he said to him. And so somebody else came to Christ one day and was asking questions. The Bible says, Good master, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? He asked me, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, uh, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. If thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And why did Jesus say that? He said it because he was in his earthly form. And he was trying to point them to the heavenly father. And so you look at this today, but he says, uh, this man that comes to him wanting to be saved, wanting to be have eternal life. And really, he realized, started began thinking about the whole duty of man, the conclusion of the matter. Everybody, in some form or some fashion, uh, that, that in some way, you think about the life hereafter. You should be God conscious. You should be eternally bound, uh, eternal life mind, I should say. Uh, think about these things. You, you look at it. You should always have your mind on heaven, have your mind on your soul, have your mind be soul conscious. 
for your own soul as well. And so he says, I want to inherit eternal life. What should I do? The Bible says in verses uh, 18, he says, he said to him, which, uh, he says, keep the commandments. Jesus told him to keep the commandments. So he's asking now, which commandments do you want me to keep, Lord Jesus? And he said, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt commit adultery. Not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. So he, Jesus began to pull off some of the Ten Commandments. These are just a few of the Ten Commandments. The Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. And the young man said unto him, All these have I kept from my, from my youth up. He said, I've been doing this since I was a kid. Fine. And daddy, he says, What lacketh thou there? The Bible says, Jesus said to him, if thou be perfect, he said, all right, all right, let's go a little deeper now. You want to get closer to me? He says here, sell and go, go and sell all that thou hast and give to the poor. The Bible says, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Come and follow me. So the next commandment Jesus gave, he says, all right, get rid of everything you got. Surrender totally and come and follow me. See, uh, when he was running up his disciples, these men dropped everything. They left their livelihoods. They left their livelihoods to follow Christ. And you know what? On the grandest scale, every believer should leave their livelihood, leave their livelihood and follow Christ. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, again, you mean, should I leave my job and all these other things? He's not talking about, he's talking about your way of life. Your life should be centered around Christ. Your life should be centered around Christ. Jesus should now be your livelihood. Jesus should be your everything. Uh, your schedule should center around Jesus. But I, I don't know if I'm coming this week. Your, 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 your schedule, your time frame, your devotional time throughout your day should be centered around the Lord. The Bible says he told him he even sell what he had. So he says, all right, this man, the Bible, we read a few more verses down. The Bible says he was very rich. He had a lot of money. And so he says, give it all up. Come and follow me. And so naturally, the Bible says the man went away sorrowful. And then Jesus went into that uh, 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 teaching about how it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. He has too much going on here on earth. Too much going on. And, and some don't have anything <laughs> and still miss heaven. Uh, don't have uh, too much to, to really brag about. And still, again, the devil will use these devices to keep men and women away from God. Let's continue moving. Let's go to John 14, 15. John 14, 15. Bible says here, Jesus clearly said it this way. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me. So if this man loved God, he would have left his riches and followed Christ. Let's go to John 15, 9. John 15, 9. Talk about the commandments. The commandments of God. And it's all part about the whole duty of man. The Bible says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. He says, even... As the Father has, has kept my Father's commandments, abide in his love. Let's read that part again. If you keep my commandments, you, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus is showing us we must walk in the love of Almighty God, love God, love him, serve him, do whatever it takes to live for him. The Bible says do what he's asking of you. God, you only know. You know what God wants from you. You know how God deals with your heart. You know what God wants you to do in life. You know whether it's in the ministry, whether it's for the church, whether it's for again uh, just being involved and being a witness. Do the work of God. This is showing a sign of true love. You're willing to do without it. Look, you know, we packed up and moved to New York City. Why? Because again, we had to obey what God said. God said, come to this city and reach this city. So we had to do it. God says, God told me to meet, leave the military. Leave a military career. 
could have been uh, easily retired and did all these different things, moved up in the ranks, but I had to answer the call of God. So you begin to think about that, uh, and that's just a small portion. Many have, have given up way more than what I've given up. Men and women have given their lives. I know missionaries that uh, could care less about a home, could care less about, uh, again, having children. There are people that sacrifice for the missionary field and sacrifice for uh, even servicemen's work. They do all these different things for other people. And they give their time and efforts and energy to see men and women saved. And so when we complain about God asking you for an hour of your time, complain about, uh, again, God asking you for a few uh, hours per week to do something for the community, to do something for the kingdom of God, think twice about that. Am I really, really, really doing and obeying the commandments of God. The Bible goes on and says this, verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that you might have joy, that your joy may remain. You really won't, now we always say this, we talked about joy last week. The city was happy because they got into the will of God. The will of God is for men and women to be saved. Let's read it again. These things have I spoken unto you that, that my joy might remain in you. The joy of salvation, doing something for God, doing something for the kingdom of God. Uh, and it, it, it causes joy. Uh, we've heard it many through the years. Uh, if you're going through something, go somewhere. If you're going through something, go get involved. Go do something spiritual. It'll bring that joy back. It, the joy and the happiness, that, that's the anti, good antidepressant is a do. The work of God. Instead of sitting around moping and groaning and wallowing in your sorrows, get up and go help somebody out. And you'll come back realizing, wow, there are a lot of less fortunate people than me. What am I laying around complaining about? What am I laying around in this, in this wonderful home complaining and murmuring about? You know what? Get out there and do something for the kingdom of God. You'll see. And it'll bring joy to your soul and begin to thank God for that you are saved. Again, let's move on. The Bible tells us, um, yeah, let's continue to read that. Number 11, he says, These things I spoke to you that your joy may remain and that your joy might be full. Your joy might be full. To fulfill the true joy is to do the will of God. The Bible says in verse 12, This is my commandment. That it is. That's my commandment. That ye love one another as I have loved you. So as Christ was willing to do whatever for us, let us have that same spirit that we be willing to do whatever and to love people, care for people. As he loved us. Let's go to uh, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. We're talking about uh, the whole duty of man. And so tonight we're talking about the commandments of God. These are some of the commandments of Christ. The commandments of Christ. Again, Jesus gave us just a few commandments that we read. Again, it's to love our neighbor and to love him and his word. Let's look at some more. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. He says, and everyone that believeth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. He says, number two, by this we know that we love the children of God, and we love God and keep his commandments. So you love God with all your heart. Fall in love with Jesus. Not only that, but you keep his commandments. He says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. God knows what we need to do. God knows what's best. Do the work of God. It keeps us out of a lot of trouble. Coming last week about it keeps us out of a lot of mischief. <laughs> we do what God wants us to do. Our world wouldn't be in so much trouble if we would simply do the commandments and the things of God. A lot of mischief, a lot of crime, a lot of heartache and pain, a lot of divorces, a lot of brokenness in society would go away if many women would just get in and love the Lord 
to serve him. It's not grievous either. It's there to help us. It's there to make our world better. Jesus came to make the world better, not to hurt it. Jesus came, came to make the community better, came to make our cities better. Disciples, you and I, the Christian, the churches should be there to make the community and society better. Amen. Let's move on a little bit. First John chapter 3 as well. First John chapter 3. He says, my little children, let, let not love, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So our actions, our actions speak loud in the words. We see it on paper, what to do, but let's put it into practice as well. Let us not just love in, in, in word and in tongue, but let us do it as well. Be doers of the word. The Bible goes on, this is verse 19. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Number 20, he says, for if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. 21, he said, beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. Number 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we have, we, we kept his commandments, excuse me, we kept his commandments. There it is. Because we, we know we, God will answer our prayers because we keep his commandments. God will answer our prayers because we keep his commandments. And he says to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. So if we walk uprightly, keep his word, God will do his part. Let's go to verse 23. And this is his commandment. This is his commandment. And this is what he says. That we should believe on the name of the Son of Jesus Christ. On his Son, excuse me, Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandment. There it is again. He continues to go but that love. Love is the greatest of all things. Love conquers all. Love, love does it, covers a multitude of sins. Love, no doubt. Love Jesus. Love the Heavenly Father. Love, no doubt. And one another, he says, this will absolutely just transform a society today. The Bible says, he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. So in other words, that's a reflection. You know who's real because you see them doing the things of God. When folks are just out there living their own life, uh, they slip in and slip out of uh, do this and that and the other way. Oh, you know, I, I, I kind of slip away every now and then preaching. No, again, where's, uh, there's, a, there's a divide in your love. There's a divide in the love. Do we love the world and love God at the same time? The Bible said we can't do that. We can't have a be split in our love. He said, you don't love me. He said, if you love me, you would be like Abraham. You would love me and keep my commandments. Something is getting your attention and love, uh, drawing your, your thoughts and your, your devotion towards me away. What do we love more than God tonight? So we must love his commandments. The Bible says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him. Hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he giveth us. So the whole duty of man, the whole duty of man uh, is that. The whole duty of man is to love God and serve God. Um, let me give you a few more. Uh, let's go to the, let's go back to Ecclesiastes. Let's read it again. So we're talking about the whole duty of man. That's just a few about the commandments of God. This is what it says here in verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So back to Solomon in the Bible study, right? The whole conclusion of the matter, when life is all said and done, let us fear God. We covered it last week. Keep his commandments. This is what we're covering this week. For this is the whole duty of man. I'm going to take a, give you a few verses about the whole duty of man. Then we're going to wrap it up tonight. Let's go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24. The duty of man. The duty of man. The Bible says, Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, 
you want to be saved, you want to be a true disciple, a true believer, you should let him deny himself. To deny himself. This is a commandment, right? Deny ourselves. There are so many things that we would like to do. <laughs> there are so many things that we would want to do. But you know what? We must deny ourselves. He said, take up your cross. He must take up his cross and follow me. We have to each take up our cross and deny ourselves, deny our own will. The Bible says in verse 25, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So in other words, if we hold on, do our own thing, and live, the, I'm going to live my own life, preacher. You're going to lose your life. You will eventually lose it, lose your soul. But the Bible says if we lose ourselves, if we get lost in Christ, get wrapped up in Jesus, fall in love, get, get in for Jesus, get all the way in for Christ. Now, when we preach that one day, getting all the way in, getting all the way in and be what God wants us to be, denying ourselves, he says, you'll find life. You'll find him. And many times we, we hold back part of our lives, we hold back, and that really makes it really what makes it harder for people who struggle with, with salvation. They struggle with serving God. They struggle with the ministry. Why? Because they still have a little hold back in their lives. The Bible says, if you lose your life, you shall find it. Number 26, he says, for what is, is the profit of man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? He says, and what shall a man give in exchange for? So back to the conclusion of the matter, when we stand before God, we have to give an account. And this is the whole duty of man, to deny ourselves and follow after Christ. Follow Christ. That's the whole conclusion of it. Only what's done for Christ will last. That old statement goes. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2, 4, 2, 1 through 4. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. He said, I exalt thee, therefore, exalt, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men. And so this is a part of our duty as well. For the believer tonight, let's continue to pray for people, to pray for people, to intercede for people. The Bible says in verse 2, he says, for the kings and for all that are in authority. So we pray for those in authority. We pray for uh, even our supervisors. We pray for the country. We pray for the nation. The Bible says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. A quiet and peaceable experience. It's impossible for me to be quiet. The Bible says, in other words, what he's talking about being quiet? Not, 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 being, not, not speaking, but he's talking about not a whole lot of drama going on in your life. Causing a whole lot of ruckus in the world and in society. To live a peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. So we're again here today, you uh, living and representing Christ. Living for God. Again in the day, not, uh, again now, naturally you have the right to protest, but that's not what the church is called to do. The church is not called to do it. We go, we, if we want to protest anything, we say protest the devil. Let us protest the devil. We're not out there to ride in the streets and all these different things. We're not out there to do all of that. You know, we pray. The power of prayer is powerful. Somebody was mocking prayer the other day, but the power of prayer is powerful to where it can transform a nation and a king and a, and a land. Let's go to verse 3. He says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Number 4, who will have all men to be saved. The whole duty of man here is what we're talking about. The whole duty of man. This next part of my Bible study, the whole duty of man is that all men will be saved. Before you check out, make sure on your checklist you are saved. That's the if you don't get nothing else accomplished in life, get saved. The Bible says unto them, and to uh, come unto the kingdom. Excuse me, the knowledge of truth. To be saved, verse four again, and to come to the knowledge of truth. This is the whole duty of man, to learn of God, to serve God, and to be saved. If you are not saved, you leave this earth not saved, you failed in life. 
you have failed in life. If you check out of here without being saved, you failed. Your ultimate failure. Because you refuse to get saved. You've missed the whole purpose of being born. You missed the whole purpose in your duty in life. You missed the blessings. You missed all of it. And it waits, what waits is eternal lake of fire. My friend, get saved today. Make it your duty tonight. Don't go to bed tonight until you pray through and get right with God and say, Lord, become my Savior. I give you my life. Let's move on. The Bible says in uh, third job, third job, the whole duty of man. Uh, we're going to finish up in a minute here. The Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So, your soul, your soul, viable, viable. And this is really, uh, again, this is John's desire for man, and God's desire ultimately, that you will prosper and be in health, live a holy life and be in health and strength and power uh, as your soul prosper. Bible says, for I greatly rejoiced when the brethren came and testified of the truth, verse 3, that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth, and so he was he was happy because they were walking in truth. They were doing what God wanted them to do. Let's read it again. He said, I rejoice greatly because when uh, he came and, t and, and testified of the truth that is in thee, uh, the brethren came and said, hey, uh, we're living for God and there are others living for God. He rejoiced because he knew that the gospel was making an effect that people were getting and coming into the ultimate purpose for their lives. He says, because they walk in truth. Number four, he went on and says, I have no greater joy than to hear that the children, my children, walk in truth. It's no greater joy to know that our children are saved. No greater joy that your children be saved. No greater joy that society, your loved ones, your cousins, your uncles, your aunties, whoever it may be, your neighbors, that they be saved. Because you know that they are fulfilling God's duty for their lives. And you know what? As a believer tonight, let's continue to make that our goal and duty. Our goal and duty to tell others about Jesus. And we're going to close up with that. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18. The Bible says, Jesus came and spake unto them and said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And so he was beginning to let them know their duty. In verse 20, 19, excuse me, verse 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. You go teach all nations, all people from all walks of life. This is not just for one particular group. This is for everybody that had breath. He says, go and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Number 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. There it is again, the commandment. To do the things in which Jesus had taught. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And this is my last verse here in Matthew 5, 16. The whole duty of man, keep his commandments. This is the whole duty man. Let's look at verse 16, 516 as we close. We'll come back next week to finish part three. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men. So your duty is to be a light in our world. To be a light. There's many more things we can cover, but to be a light. Let us fulfill our purpose. God saved you to be a light. God saved us to be spokesmen and women to shine. He says that you, they may see your good works. Let the world see. Let your neighbors see. Let your co-workers see. Honesty, truth, uprightness, plan, holiness. Let them see that. Don't be ashamed of that. The Bible says, good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That they may see your good works and glorify your God. They'll see God through you and want to glorify God because of you. 
We should be a reflection of Jesus Christ. We should be a reflection of our Heavenly Father. We ought to represent. Again, we said we change citizenship. We change citizenship from this old world to the kingdom of God. And now our duty here on earth, our duty, our duty, the whole duty of our, our, our being, your being, as a Christian, should be that people can glorify your God. That people can be attracted to say, hey, I want to be saved. Hey, I want what she's got. Hey, I want what he's got. Hey, I want to be saved. I want to experience what they experience. I want to have that joy that they have. I want to have that blessing that is upon their life. I want that same blessing on my life. No doubt we go out and show them through miracles. We show them through the teaching. We show them through our lifestyle. Let us show men and women. This is your duty as well. Let us go out and be examples. The whole duty of man. Fear God. Keep his commandments. And fulfill the whole duty of man. And that is to be saved and an ambassador, and a representation of Jesus Christ. We come back to the part, part three next week. Part three next week, we'll finish it up. Again, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. God bless you. I pray we look forward to seeing you this Thursday night in person. In person, 334 Asher Street. Let's have an awesome Thursday night service. Tell your friends, come on now. It's God is calling you to take up your cry. Preach, I'm too tired after work. Uh, don't be too tired after work. Shake it off. Deny yourself. I need my rest. Deny yourself. As we said earlier, deny yourself. Come on out to the house of the Lord uh, this Thursday night and this Sunday be in service. And even on so Saturdays on soul winning. We're going to soul winning on Saturday. Deny some, take out some time on your calendar. Deny whatever you got going on for a little while. You think about all the hours we put in for the boss man. You put in so many hours watching TV and Netflix and all these other things. Let's take a few hours of our time. A few hours for the kingdom. A few hours for the Savior of the world. Before I have any father. To do what? To fulfill his divine duty here on earth. And that's the reach to the loss for Christ. God bless you. I pray we'll see you soon.